Greetings, welcome to The Point Being, Ipsos' public polling podcast. I am your host, Chris Jackson, joined by Mallory Newell. Hi there. And this is episode 74. It is July 17th, 2019. We have a lot of great American public opinion data for you today. But first, I want to commemorate that today, 50 years ago, the Apollo astronauts were halfway between the Earth and the Moon on their way to that historic landing. And we actually have some survey data to reflect on how the public feels about space exploration, where we should be going, where we've been, all that kind of fun stuff. That's right. And Chris, do you think that the public is as jazzed about space exploration as you are personally? I think that's probably not true. Uh, In fact, we have data to suggest that the American public, we did a survey with C-SPAN and Cliff Young, the leader of of Ipsos Public Affairs, was actually on C-SPAN last week to talk about it. Um, And we found that the American public is generally favorable of NASA, favorable of space exploration, but it's sort of a soft type of favorability. It's not really super engaged. There's a small population, about 20% of Americans or so, who are really into it. I'm probably one of those people. Uh, And then a much larger population, they're like, oh, that's cool. And then they sort of, you know, turn off to whatever thing that they're interested in. Right. So, So generally what we found in this poll is that Like you said, people feel positive about the past space exploration. They feel positive about um, exploring space currently, but more so under the guise of what? I mean, clearly it's not to like beat the Russians or be involved in the space race, is it? Yeah, no, and I think that's one of the big issues is that there's not a clear mission for the space program right now. And you can actually see in our data that the Apollo 11 mission, you know, the mission to the moon was a real moment for the baby boomer generation. Like all the baby boomer gen- boomers remember that event. Most of them actually watched it as it was happening. Um, For the Gen X uh, generation, my generation actually, um, the Challenger disaster in in 1987 was a similar moment that we all sort of experienced sort of as a group consciousness. But for millennials and people younger, there's not really a similar type of event that like they have in their memory. And I think that sort of illustrates why space exploration sort of declined as a priority in the American public consciousness. You know, you go from the boomers with this impressive events to the Xers with this sort of tragedy to millennials you just don't even have anything to think about you know Elon Musk launching his car into space right and crazy like that and so what that what that means and what we see in this survey that we did with C-SPAN is there are huge age differences based on people's perceptions not only of of familiarity of astronauts and watching events happen but um, when you look at different generations, there's a sense of, um, not that it's less important for millennials, but mm-hmm. it's certainly a less tangible priority for them. Yeah, that's right. I think, and you know, if we look at some of our, the, our other research, we can see that millennials are a little bit more focused on more, uh, shall we call them terrestrial interests, like, you know, paying off school loans, right. you know, being able to afford a house, start a family all of these kind of things, and just aren't quite as invested in the idea of space exploration. And actually, that's interesting that you bring that up, because for the Millennials and Gen Z, so again, 18 to 38, um, for those generations in this poll, um, some of the main reasons why they support space exploration are sort of tied to key issues here on Earth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
we need to preserve space as if we would preserve a national park. That's right, yeah. A majority of Americans think that we should preserve space as opposed to like mining asteroids, like you hear some of the private space people right. talk about that they want to do. They also, when you ask about priorities, are much more focused on uh, monitoring climate change, monitoring severe weather, as opposed to like going back to the moon or even going to Mars, like the president has sort of proposed right. as the goals. Um, so you really see sort of this more inward focus right now, rather than looking outward, looking sort of, you know, for how human humanity can get out into the solar system. So we, need, we don't need to go to the depths of the solar system, yeah. RIP Pluto as a planet. Oh, poor Pluto. But we need to basically, space exploration is a way of understanding, getting a better sense of the Earth's atmosphere and maybe mm -hmm. how that can solve some of our complex issues like climate change here on Earth. Yeah, that's right. That seems to be where the public priority is right now. Okay. So, fun fact for our viewers, um, Chris went to space camp as a child. Twice. Twice. Great. One for you and one for me, I guess, because I didn't. Um, so, what does our poll have to say about, like, are there other people like you, Chris? Did other Americans grow up wanting to be astronauts? You know, I thought all Americans grew up wanting to be astronauts. This poll was somewhat eye-opening for me in that only about 20% of Americans, a little under a quarter, actually say they grew up aspiring to be an astronaut, grew up wanting to be an astronaut. I was shocked by that. I thought that was sort of a universal thing. Um, and then we sort of take an informal poll around the office, and it does seem to be true that only about one in five people we ask uh, say they wanted to, to be an astronaut. Now, uh, that is reinforced when we ask a question about, do you want to be a space tourist, which is increasingly something that might be possible, and it's still a pretty low number, only about one in four, that say they're interested in going to space if given the opportunity. So it's just, it is kind of a, a little bit of a niche interest for, for Americans. Yep, I think that's right. As All I right. tend to fall in the majority of both of those that's questions. That's right. Well, congratulations for being in the majority. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Apollo 11, uh, 50 years ago yesterday, the mission launched. 50 years ago on the 20th will be when the anniversary of the touchdown is on the moon. So a uh, great thing to follow along. Um, oh, and most people don't think the moon landing was staged. That's so true. That's only good. only six percent believe the moon right. landing was staged. Right. So yeah, it's a it's right. a real thing. So there we uh, go. Now a majority of Americans believe in aliens, so that's fun too. Only only about thirty percent believe aliens have visited Earth. So you know we're going to raid Area Fifty One, uh, but but yeah, majority of Americans believe aliens exist. Uh, speaking of extraterrestrials, uh, what does the American public opinion think about the direction of the country right now? Getting back into our Reuters core political data. That maybe it would be better if aliens were to come to Earth and take over? You know, there's sort of a famous argument that, like, the one thing that would bring America together would be, like, an alien invasion. Yeah, so, like, there we yeah. go. So you need something to unite the latest, That's right. the younger generation, like a zombie apocalypse or aliens coming. That's because right. um, currently, right now, most Americans don't think that things are going so great. Um, this is consistent with what we've reported in past weeks. But right now, just um, one in three registered voters say the country's headed in the right direction. About what we've seen. Right. And then the issues that people are focused on? Uh, a little bit of a shift this week. So immigration and health care continue to be the main problems that people think are facing the country. This week, immigration is the top problem, with nearly a quarter of Americans uh, citing immigration as the main problem. Um, 
Now, one thing that I think is contributing to this is this week, immigration, not healthcare, is the main problem among independents. Yeah. So for many weeks in the past, uh, independents have aligned more with Democrats when it comes to healthcare, um, but this week for them it's immigration. Now, it's not a, a huge difference between the two, so we'll have to keep an eye out to see if, if this is a, a long-standing pattern developing or if mm. this is just a one-off thing. Right. Um, so yeah. And the president. How and do you view president. president Trump's job performance? You know, we'll get into him a little bit more in a moment. Um, but right now, President Trump's job performance is actually steady. 44% of registered voters approve of the job that he's doing, uh, which is right where it was last week. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, and then this week, we asked about approval of Congress. So what do the American people think of our legislative branch's job performance? Um, again, not great. Not um, great. Maybe could benefit from an alien invasion. Right now, only 24% of registered voters approve of Congress as a whole. Pretty low, but but that's basically what we've seen for a while now. It's not been much right. better than that. Right, we, uh, the last time that we asked this question and when we used to ask it weekly, it really hovered around the low 20% range. Mm -hmm. So this is not surprising, nothing out of the blue, uh, though I do think it is worth noting that the legislative body, Congress as a whole, which is sort of used often as this like boogeyman, right. has a much lower approval rating than when we ask about your member of Congress specifically. The individual, yeah. Right. So right now, 44% of registered voters approve of their congressperson. So mm -hmm. again, it's sort of like if you look at individual members of Congress versus the sort of entity boogeyman as a whole right. you know you you do get a little bit of a, a rosier outlook and approval ratings of specific members of congress is on par with where the president is right yeah, now yeah sort of an average level okay um and speaking of congress president trump uh picked a fight with four members of congress over the weekend he sure did and we have some data about that don't we Yep, so um, Ipsos and USA Today partnered on a poll earlier this week to sort of gauge sentiments around, I mean, of course, um, President Trump's tweets directly, but then just more generally concepts of racism and un-American behavior mm -hmm. and kind of what, you know, is, is going, is telling somebody to go back to your country, go back to where you came from, is that racist? Right, right. So what, what, did, uh, what did our data show about what people see as un-American? Well, there's a, there's a couple things that I think are worth pointing out in this poll. Um, not surprisingly, Chris, there are very stark partisan differences here. When you need you that Right. Um, and so where Democrats and Republicans seem to diverge the most mm -hmm. is um, what's considered un-American. In this case, people that criticize America are un-American. Um, very few, less than 20% of Democrats agree with that sentiment. Right. Whereas over half of Republicans believe that if you criticize America, you're un-American. Right. Um, love it or leave it. Love it or leave it. You know, if you don't like it, you can get out. That's right. 
Um, but the other place where people really diverge is on this fundamental question of racism. Mm -hmm. What, when it comes to speech, what what is racist speech? Okay, what, what do we have? What does the data show on that? So the data in our poll shows that uh, two thirds of Americans do agree overall that telling minority Americans to go back where they came from is a racist statement, but there is a 40 percentage point difference between Democrats and Republicans mm -hmm. on this. So Democrats more likely to think that's racist, Republicans less. Right, less than half of Republicans think that it's a racist statement. And then furthermore, um, this question of, you know, calling others racist. People who call others racist usually do so in bad faith. Less than half of Americans agree with that. Mm -hmm. But Republicans are much more likely than Democrats or independents to agree that calling someone racist, you're usually not doing it in, in good faith. So Republicans essentially are saying that anyone who uses the race card isn't doing it because of actual racist behavior, but because they're trying to score political points. Right. Similar to what President Trump alluded to in one of his tweets about Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats and how people are, you know, playing the race card too much. Um, it turns out that, that his base generally agrees with him, but not many others do. Hmm. So where are independents on these items? For most of these items, independents tend to be a little bit closer to Democrats. Um, for example, you know, 20% of independents say that people that criticize America are un-American, mm -hmm. close to Democrats. Uh, they're also um, much less likely than Republicans to say people who call others racist usually do so in bad faith. So they're not totally in line with where Democrats are, but they are much closer to them on some of these issues. All right. So this really is something where Trump is playing to his base and not much of anyone else. 100%. And you actually see that. So, so like I said, it was important to get a read on these issues without bringing in President Trump himself. Mm -hmm. All right. So we ask about these issues, and then once we get a sense of who has actually heard of you know, these tweets and mm -hmm. what the president did, and ask some follow-up questions about his tweets specifically, you see these partisan differences exacerbated. So when we ask about President Trump, um, Democrats are much more likely to say that President Trump's tweets were offensive, his tweets were un-American, whereas Republicans um, you know, are, are much less likely to. Yeah. So the partisan difference widens from, say, like 40% to upwards of, of 60% in right. some cases. So like there's a, there is a values difference on these things, on what racism means, on what criticism is allowed, but then when you make it partisan too, that just doubles, right. explodes. Right. Now there is one, if we want to end on a silver lining. Yeah, hey, I like silver linings. <laughs> there is one place where... Um, people do tend to converge a little bit mm -hmm. on this. And that is the question of patriotism. Mm -hmm. We asked people, um, do you agree whether it is patriotic to point out where America falls short and to try and do better? Right, so not criticizing America, but you know, pointing out our shortcomings and trying to overcome them. A majority of Americans, nearly three quarters, agree, and that includes a majority of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. So constructive criticism is okay, just criticism, depending right. on how you define it's the problem. And that, I think, is the key, right? In, in principle, they all agree with this, mm -hmm. but 
when we don't even have a fundamental sense of agreement on, you know, speech about America and what is or isn't racist, I think that's a huge thing to overcome. That's right. There's a there's different facts for different teams. There you go. All right. Well, anything else from this poll to to talk about? No, I think that's pretty much it. All right. So you can find this uh, USA Today Ipsos poll on our website. You can also find the Reuters Core Political and the C-SPAN Ipsos poll on space exploration and the moon landing all on our website, ipsos.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at JCB Jackson. And I'm at Mallory Kate, and that's Kate with a C. Or you can email us at thepointbeing at ipsos.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Bye.